Hello. Hey there. Hi. Uh, this is uh, uh, sit- <laughs> again. It's another really awkward intro. Um, this is Cityscape with the Pink Font, Nine Page, and I'm Miranda, the co-host. And uh, we're are we are going to be uh, breaking down uh, Sex in the City, uh, season one, episode ten. Episode ten. It's called the Baby Shower. And um, this episode revolves around the group going to the baby shower of a mutual friend acquaintance named Lainey, who was like a party girl for the longest time. And then she got married and moved to Connecticut. And she went from being the party girl who would like pull her tits out at parties and strip to being married in Connecticut with an electric fence for the dog and a baby on the way. And so the, 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 the episode revolves around um, identity and like, you know, how it can change as you grow and mm-hmm. age. It revolves around parenthood itself. The subplot to all of it is that Carrie is late for like her period is late. So she's like, oh, my God, what if I'm pregnant? So there's that whole subplot of her exploring, like, could I be a parent? What would I do? How would I approach this conversation with Big? All of that stuff. Um, and it ends with Carrie getting her period. So I'm going to go ahead and ruin ruin the end of the episode. But she does. Ultimately- God, I apologize. It's almost but, a 20-year-old show. There shouldn't yeah. be spoilers at but, <laughs> Yeah, ultimately, the Crimson Tide appears. So, that's that's the episode. That's, yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's really not that much to it other than what... Okay. I mean, I feel I'm like not even, there's I'm going not, to be a lot of substance for us to talk about yeah. based off of the themes of the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I felt bad. Uh, this this episode made me feel bad because I know everybody has that friend that they were friends with, but they were still like really annoyed by. But they kept on supporting this person through thick and thin while talking shit about them, and yeah. that was Lainey. <laughs> Yeah, and it really made me feel really sad to see the other side of that coin of what that person is. Um, in a comparison of what the friends group that friends group thought of her, and that was that was bleak. Um, for me, but we we can get we can get into that point a little bit further down the line. Um, uh, there's so much slut shaming. It, yes. It, when it comes to Lainey, like even, even, even in comparison, what it was like, they, they went into flashback mm-hmm. um, when they were talking about Lainey, Lainey's baby shower in Connecticut. They talked about her in flashback and from like five years earlier when they're all mm-hmm. at a party and she um, used to do marketing for a record label and would hang mm-hmm. out with rock stars and um, 
kind of like the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle, like, uh, ends up uh, taking off her shirt at a party and going to a stripper pole and Carrie, Samantha, and Miranda at this party are just shocked. And Samantha was just like, isn't that sad? Like, look, look at her, look at her craving attention. And that just really made me sad. That's my note. Because it it is sad. Because I think that, I think it's um, definitely like this thought that when a woman is like embracing her sexuality or her like being sexy in public and not like not not giving a fuck or like enjoying the attention like mm-hmm. inherently that person obviously is so insecure and needs that validation and i think that it's un- it's a double edged you're kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't yeah. right because yeah because like okay so sure some folks like do need a lot of validation and and are insecure so they make up for it by being but a yeah. little bit by being a little bit louder by by seeking the the attention center of attention role but then some folks are not insecure oh, and yeah. and just like enjoy themselves and feel good about themselves and don't give a fuck and yeah. so like and it, it was like a fine line where I where uh, between the two, um, and I, I think what what made me feel gross about it is that like it it was kind of a mirror on myself because like maybe I've been that person not that person like uh, uh, shaking shaking my ass about the party and and being rowdy and whatnot but like it's like. I think I've probably been that person, been been that Carrie, Samantha, and Miranda, in the sidelines, being like, "Ah, oh, does she need attention that much?" And it just made me feel gross because, like, that's not. I mind my own business at parties now. Like, I don't. I I sh- I've shut off. I've shut off. Um, most of the commentary, most of my inward commentary in, in terms of what I think about other women because. I just try to train my brain to be supportive of other women. And if they're not making pro them decisions, it doesn't really involve me. Well, right. I also think that like having fun at a party and like, I don't know, taking your clothes off if that's what you want to do. Like, I don't think that's inherently a not pro you decision. I Yeah. You know what I like? I, I mean, I'm yeah. not someone who's. I think that for me, it 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 was a it was a hard moment because I think that I I have been the person I've been not necessarily the Laney in that regard of like taking my clothes off or you know like who wants to see my tits or anything like that. But I definitely like I am not afraid to be like the center of attention. And that comes from some, at one point when I was younger, I think it came from definitely a place of insecurity and being like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this so that it's out of the way so that I'm in control Mm -hmm. of, of the light I'm in. 
versus now, like, I just want to enjoy myself. And like, I want other people to have a good time too. So as long as I'm not hindering other folks from having a good time, and I am also comfortable and having a nice time, like, I'm not going to feel bad about that. And I, I think it's such a I think that people are trained to not like women who are having a good time. Oh yeah. That, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think we are, we are inherently taught that we have to feel some type of way, usually negative about a woman. Who's that liberated. Who's liberated and, or, or just like, or just like, doesn't give a fuck. And is like, and doing whatever the fuck she wants. Like, we're supposed like we're not supposed to appreciate that and we're not supposed to support that because we need to blend in. Yeah. Um that yeah, that everything you just said is it was it's just basically that that whole flashback sequence. Was it's a, a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. It was a realization that like, oh, you've been that person in the doorway being like, what the fuck? Um, Well, and I think part of it, too, is that we are we are trained to bond over gossip. Yes. And that I mean. And so and so when someone so so when someone is being what we perceive to be as messy the automatic and easy thing to do is to laugh at them. Yeah. Is to be like, oh my God, do you see this messy ass bitch over here? At least we're not her. Yeah. And and it's an an automatic way to bond. And, um, you know, I I think that that is a lifelong thing to unlearn because Um, it starts, it starts mm -hmm. the minute it like starts it starts in middle school. Yep. Like that shit starts when we're 12. Yep. It does. And, uh, yeah, it does start. And what I've, I don't have, I don't have an example from middle school, but yeah, like I'm, I'm immediately now back in, in the girls restroom at Tompkins middle school. (laughs) When you, because that's exactly when it happens. Yeah. And I think that like, something I've realized as an adult is that I never feel better when I'm laughing at someone else's expense. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't feel better. And, um, I'm not, you know, I say this all the time. I'm not perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And again, I think because this is something that's ingrained in us and this is men and women, you know, like this is, Everyone is taught to other people who are don't fit like whatever fucking norm they're supposed to fit. Mm-hmm. And we're taught to like make fun of it and keep it down. Um, because the worst thing you can be is different or yeah. loud. Like loud women. How dare you? And I, yeah, I, I definitely Lainey was a loud woman, and and yeah. to be fair, her she is a character was annoying as fuck, but oh, yeah. not because, but not because she was like pulling no. her tits out. 
No, like, there was a, there was other things about Lainey that was more infuriating awful. than yeah. that that infuriated me more than than her than, being a party than, girl than the memory piece that right. was, that hurts that them going back five years in the past. Um, uh, my next note um, was kind of the comment. Um, I don't get spooked by this, but I know several, I, I know a lot of other people get spooked about this, but there is a shift that happens when your gal pals have kids and you don't have a kid. Um, I don't get spooked by it because it's not going to happen for me. So like, why worry about something that is not going to happen anyway? Like that, and I always wanted to be a cool aunt. I don't want to, but yeah. You're going to be a kick-ass aunt. I am going to be a kick-ass aunt. Auntie Paige. A- Auntie Paige. I don't even have a brother or sister. I'll just be a. I'll just be that person, and be fine. Or maybe I'll marry into marry into a big family. Who knows? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. The point there, is, family. Family is. Family is like what we make it like it's not necessarily designated by marriage or blood so yeah it's it's what it's what you make of it um my my note my note was how Miranda the character this whole episode refers to like the motherhood as like a cult and and taught like literally she's like nope she's like I've lost two sisters to it um (laughs) it's so just, funny. It is because and, kind of fucking true. Cause you don't have any, you, you don't have any leverage in, in financial conversations. Like particularly like I just bought a car and my friend Carrie also bought a car and she bought a different car that I did because it had more backseat space for her, for her child's car seat. And it's something I don't think about. And I'm just like, Oh, Cool. I just bought this because I wanted it. Yeah. Well, and I I, th- I think that there's a validity to this idea that like becoming a parent inherently changes your entire life because mm-hmm. you're responsible for a whole human, and not just like responsible for them as a person, like helping them learn about the world, but like protecting them and making sure that they like don't die. Because we are, oh an yeah, an, we're an animal that's born like completely defenseless. In the quote, uh, Diablo Cody's Juno screaming, pooping life. Screaming, that's what it's called. Screaming, pooping life. That's what pooping. you're responsible for. And yeah, I mean, so like, yeah, of course, everything you like think about and consider is like forever changed because how could it not be like how how could it how could it like the way that your lens of the world and how you process everything not shift because mm-hmm. if it doesn't shift that's that's when the problems happen at least in my observations of 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 uh I don't know nothing about parenting and I don't judge anybody else's parenting, but like I could tell when, when somebody, it's when somebody's putting in effort 
and when somebody's putting no effort. And that's me as uh, who was raised by a single parent. So I know what it's like to have a parent who does not put in the effort. Love you, pops. <laughs> My mom's a rock star. I mean, My we dad. could have... We could have a whole episode on biological yeah. dad issues. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, yeah, they, they did not join the fatherhood cult. Um, at least <laughs> no. mine didn't. If there, is a cult, if there is a cult of motherhood, there probably is a cult of fatherhood. My, my, my padre was not a member. <laughs> I mean, my dad did not... Sp- my biological dad definitely didn't subscribe to that cult for me, but oh, no, he no, I, I wasn't a boy, so no, there was there's there's no no rituals or, or initiation in that at all. Um, the uh, my other note, um, I don't know what Samantha's problem was with Lainey, but the fact that they're 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 getting all of the stuff together for um or the drive to Connecticut and they continue to kind of talk shit like they don't want to go and, or they don't want to be there. And I just didn't understand, like, if you don't want to be there, why are you going? And then Samantha says, imagine how fat she must be. And that pissed me off because Frankly, I have so much respect for women who carry who, who in various different ways. I, I, I think I think um, I think pregnancy is probably some. I mean, okay, I'm going to word this right. Wait, ladies, our genitalia is kind of fucking magical. The fact that we can grow an entire human being, squeeze one out, and then that thing can heal itself relatively quickly so it can do it all over again. That's kind of fucking impressive. But one of the one of the, the side effects is that we get uh, that that our, our tummy stretch and causes to have stretch marks or tiger stripes, depending on how liberated you are about 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 um, your your stretch marks. That just really pissed me off because because like I was like, okay, not only are you fat shaming, but like also that's kind of awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I think that part of part of I. I got the sense that a big reason they didn't want to go is because it's another one of those events where it's like single women versus women who have families. Uh And, and I do think that like, sometimes there's just a, a dynamic that's inherently there. Um, and I, I definitely am starting to experience that more and more as mm-hmm. like, as someone who amongst my, like I'm single, I've never been married. I don't have children. Um, and like single, single, like don't have a partner mm-hmm. like that. 
you know, I'm sitting here looking at my calendar and I've got like two save the dates from two of my closest friends in high school, you know, and like they're both getting married this year and I'm so happy for them. And it's, it's just interesting to see an experience like this moment in time where so many people that I know and love are like in committed partnerships, Mm -hmm. getting married, having children. And it's, uh, there is, there's like, I think that that's part of, I think that was my interpretation of like their hesitancy and not wanting to go. Um, and also I think that like their relationship with Lainey is one that is just like clearly strained in some way. Um, like not just from Samantha's point of view, but like all of them kind of have a weird dynamic with her. Yeah. And then, and then like that actually leads into my note, my next note, which is like towards the end of the, the baby shower when like Charlotte was having such a nice time. And then Lainey says what she's going to name her daughter. And it's like the name that Charlotte came up with and like had been planning to name her daughter. And, and she's like, you took that, like you took that from me. And Samantha's like, what's going on? And Charlotte goes, she stole my baby name. (laughs) And Samantha without missing a beat goes, you bitch. Perfect. Like just, just like, honestly though, like that's such a, I, I love that moment personally because it's such like, that is the type of friendship that we all deserve. Like oh, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, cause Over that is a, a baby name. <laughs> but you know what? Like for someone like Charlotte, like who, the, like that is like, yeah, that that's her be all end all her. Yeah. Ultimately like what she like lives and breathes is that future of like this family that, and, and when you on like, I don't share baby names that I like think I have a list in my, like in my notes of baby names that I like. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. No, it's just because I feel weird now because I don't, but that's not weird. I think that like, I I mean, I, I think I've been pretty honest in terms of like, I've always wanted to get married. I've always wanted a family and like, so I do, I think about like, oh, that's a really like cute baby name. I like that a lot. I'm going to just like make a note of it. So I don't forget it. And I, I edit it from time to time. I look at it and I'm like, oh, I don't like this anymore. So I'll get rid of this. That's cool. I, Is it? I think it's a little yeah. crazy, but I like, oh, I accept my, that. My musicals ex- are my children. So just imagine that's weird. Um, I don't no, think that's don't weird think, though. No, I don't. I, it's my brain babies are my children. Um, and they live, they live in the Google drive where they run free and cause trouble and, and, uh, hurt each other immensely because they're really dark. Um, but no, I don't think, I don't think that's weird at all. That's actually really charming that you do that because I've lost that spirit. I've lost that spirit of play. Cause it's like, a, it's a, it's a, what you're doing in making baby names and, and keeping tabs of the ones that you like and you don't like 
it's not like you're forming your own reality, but like it's 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 fun to to think about the hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and honestly, like, like this diving so deep into like this is going to be my future forever. Like, hmm, hypothetically, if I had a child, let's name it uh, Danny DeVito. I support that one hundred. That's his first name, Danny DeVito, <laughs> and it's spelled. D A N I dash D dash V I D O. Danny wow. DeVito. <laughs> Rough. Elizabeth That's... Scott the second. Wow. What a <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> what a mouthful. I guess and, you know and what? Then... I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a baby. That, that's ladies and gentlemen. And 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 boys and girls, all ages, children, turn off this podcast. What the fuck are you listening to us for? I'm. This is going to be my first baby name in this list. I'm writing it down in my bullet journal. Danny wow. D Vito Vito. <laughs> Continue. I was going to say what's funny about like this episode happening is on. So this past Friday. I was hanging out with my best friend, Andy, and I don't remember what we were watching and what inspired me to like bring this up. But I was like, you know, if I, I, I've decided after I turn like 32, um, if I'm still like single and not married or whatever, like just living my life, if I were to like accidentally get pregnant, I would keep the baby. I like was really thinking about it. And I was like, I like, regardless of where, like the situation at, like after a certain point, I think that I would probably just keep the baby. I, for my, I think you could do that. And I think I, I could too. And I, this episode like was having me reflect on that even more with like Carrie, like missing her period and like mm-hmm. wondering if, if she could be a mom. Like, I, I, I think that it's something that I ultimately like really do want to be a part of my life. And, you know, I, this show like calls into question the ideas of like, can we have it all? Like, can we have the career? Can we have the like romantic life? Can we have the family life? And I think that like what our lives look like ultimately, obviously some of it is up to like situation in the world and, mm. and, and fate or the universe, whatever you want to call it. But then like part of it is also what, what we decide to do with it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like Gandalf talking to Frodo in the minds of Moria. Like, you know, all we can do is decide what to do with the time we're given. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know. I just like went on a journey right there with what I was saying. And your definition all, of what all go ahead. No, you're right. The definition yeah, you, of what all is all is to you. Like, cause it could, I mean, it's also giving yourself permission to bend. I mean, you like water. Yeah. You can water fills the, the container. Like it goes you, with the flow, but it also breaks shit down and it also fills the space that it's in, you mm-hmm. know? 
Yeah. It, it and, takes the shape of its container and mm-hmm. like, that's really malleable and resilient. So. Yeah. So what's your next note? <laughs> um, I was going to just say that being a non-mom at baby showers is really awkward because <laughs> sometimes I'll go in uh, Charlotte b- bought Lainey this beautiful basket that was apparently the most coveted I- item. The Bellini baby basket. The Bellini baby basket. Um, I wouldn't even fucking know what would be the most coveted baby basket ever. I would just go. Uh, uh I would pro. I would buy the kid a bib. Well, they have a registry usually. It's like a oh. it's like wedding gifts. Cool. Well, yeah, so that, I mean, like, and some baby showers shit gifts. <laughs> I mean, I will buy anybody a shit gift because I don't know shit about babies, except screaming poop in life, and they smell nice, and they grow up to either be angels or serial killers, and you'll never know what caused one of those two um, types of things. That was uplifting. <laughs> um, you won't know. It'll just I, happen. I mean, you'll have, oh, I, uh, you, okay. <laughs> you'll have warnings. But are you willing? Are you ready for them? Are you ready to not deny the truth? Based on my true crime, like consumption, I feel like I would, I would be ready. I could, I like the red flags would be there. I'd be like, all right, I know. Oh, you see, sometimes I, I think that I would deny it. Really. Well, I'm trying to put myself in the situation right now, but considering I don't want to have kids, it's very, my, my imagination only goes so far, Miranda. That's fair. (laughs) I think about it all the time because I want kids. So I think about like, well, what I do, what if I had a kid and I like, and their personality was horrible. Like, Like, how did you, how did I birth you? I guess then I'd be like Lucille Bluth. Yeah. Um gosh. Wow. RIP. Uh, I was not expe- I was I was not expecting this episode to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm not lurking away from the darkness. We're just staring right at it. I mean, all of our true crime podcasts have taught I, one of us something. Yes. I That's what a serial it's what a serial killer is. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn a damn thing. So what I appreciate about this episode also is the idea of how our identities change over time. Yeah. So like the arc of seeing Lainey like in flashbacks be like this party girl and then her present of being a pregnant soon to be mom that lives in Connecticut and then her like trying to recapture like who she was five years ago and like coming to Samantha's party and trying to like be the life of the party um, and realizing that like, that's not 
her life anymore. And Carrie like literally says, as she's putting her in the cab, like, it's not who you are anymore. And that's okay. And I mean, I think that that's a really heavy realization of like, of like waking up and realizing that over time you've become someone that you didn't really expect to be. Yeah. And that's not a, it's not a bad thing, but I think that sometimes we're taught to think that it, it is that we're supposed to. And waking up and realizing that you're not in love with somebody anymore. it, It kind of like, it's not the same, same effect, but when you feel that way, like, um, yeah, so this isn't who I am anymore. Which is, which is I, okay. I, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I wasn't in a committed relationship with said person. So my freedom to walk away from the situation was. Yeah, that I mean, was that was the best. Yeah, those those that was in retrospect the best sense of closure that I've given myself is just looking at the situation and realizing, like, oh, I'm not going to waste any more time on this anymore. Yeah. Um. Now, um, if there had been a child involved, which there, there's obviously not, because <laughs> I can't picture myself as a child with a child, anyways, like. There, there are some situations that that make that kind of realization harder. But yeah, you're an, uh, you be like like you said, be like water. Well, and I think that that's why, like, I think that's why it's important to have conversations where you check in with yourself, and you know, if you have a partner, with your partner. Um, I was talking with one of my friends the other day about how I used to think that getting married to someone meant that like the goal was that nothing would change in our relationship from that day when we get married. And what I'm realizing is that that's impossible. And that sort of expectation will inherently set you up for failure because, you know, if my goal is to keep growing and evolving as a person um, throughout my life, because I'm never going to fully realize this like ultimate version of myself, or at least I I hope I don't because then what else your work is done and why are you on earth again (laughs) you know like it's it well that's bleak too but yeah like the work is never over but yeah so if the work is never over then my needs and my understanding of myself and my relationships will continue to evolve and that would include a partner who I marry and and so I think it I'm starting to really accept that, um, you know, sometimes relationships, even uh, hopefully, you know, if you, there are things that you can work through when you recognize that something has changed, Mm -hmm. but like, also it's okay when it's not something that you and your partner can work through because 
you know, of X, Y, Z thing, but that's why it's so important. Again, I think to like, talk about. It. Yeah. So you're not <laughs> surprised and you wake up one morning and realize what the fuck was this about? Yeah. Um, which is, which, uh, I find, I think in this series, with what I'm learning about this series, there's a lot more, a lot more, there are a lot more of those realizations happening all the time with that, with this show. You're like, why the fuck? Well, I think part I of it, part of it with the show is that they like, like with Carrie and Big, for example, they just like don't communicate mm-hmm. until, until it's like too late. And they've all, and, and like Carrie specifically has already like written a part of the narrative for herself and then is like surprised by what Big is telling her. And, and I, I don't know, maybe. And he doesn't feel the need to, to, to uh, communicate for some reason, which is, I mean. On par. Big. That's big. That's uh, yeah. That's. I I don't think that that is just specific to the fictitious character. Big. I do think that that's like. I think that men are not given space to have open dialogue about what they truly want and feel, and so they don't. They're not going to initiate that conversation Mm -hmm. because it's hard and because it requires a like vulnerability and which they're not trained to be well no because we don't i i think we don't don't allow that like men police men and women police men on what they are allowed to express emotionally like it's i think it's that phrase of like toxic masculinity kills men just as much like not just as much but toxic masculinity is dangerous for men just like it's dangerous for women, yeah. obviously in different ways, but it hurts men too. Yeah. Just like, because... just like, just like white supremacy also mm-hmm. like is harmful for white people in a different way. Like it keeps all of us down, but yeah. Then... Ah. Yeah. About absolutely. Which, which I guess is a testament to the show's impact on, on, on the female psyche is the fact that you as somebody who uh, who is well well versed in the series can look back and get all of this out of this episode about a bunch of uh uh ladies who went to a baby shower that they really didn't want to go to i think that's what i'm impressed with is that with that's the plot that's what happened and we mm-hmm. we got all of this out of that um I don't have any more notes. I only had like 10 notes because everything was really self-explanatory with this. And there wasn't, um, there, there wasn't, um, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, meat and potatoes, Mm -hmm. but I, I gobbled it up pretty quickly. I mean, the episode itself, it ends with Carrie, like walking away from a park after interacting with a child and mother and like, I think coming to terms with this idea of like, I could, I could maybe do this. And then it ends with her saying on the way home, I got my period. 
And and you feel a little bit sad because she was. I think she was she was planning her hypothetical future. She was putting Danny DeVito's name down on her Jesus notebook. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no. I hope you get like a pet at some point and name that pet Danny DeVito. Danny Danny DeVito. Um maybe I don't think I already spent all the big bucks on a new car. Well, yeah, I'm, I didn't mean like tomorrow. But. Oh, yeah, I I think um, I've been thinking a lot about that, but I need I have I have a lot more growing up to do before I can actually get a pet. It'll happen, just not now. Fair. Well, hey, that was episode ten. We did it. We absolutely did. Uh, well, um. I am Pageless Scott on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Miranda Narig on Twitter and just Twitter. Because she she's smarter. She's smarter than everyone. No, it's not that. I honestly I just like Facebook and Instagram made me really sad. So Oh yeah. <laughs> that that too. You that go through too. one bad breakup and you're like, <laughs> you know what? Like I'm you know what off the grid. Except for this one place, they can't take this from me. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Was that really? No, I literally literally deleted my Facebook after a bad breakup. And I was like, I'm never coming back. You know, that's that's great. That's great. Because that's very very rare now. Um, uh wow um so if you want to email us with your your bad breakup stories your baby (laughs) names um oh my uh, god yes please send me baby names that i i just want to know like am i is it wild like am i the only person no no. i can't be the only one no no you're probably not it's probably more common you're just talking to a weirdo who just doesn't do it until tonight hey you're not a weirdo i'm not a weirdo um, anyways, you can send those all the way over to Cityscape Pink at Gmail, yep. and we'll we'll um uh we we will uh we will send you supportive vibes. Maybe it'll happen for you. Maybe you can name your kid Bert Bacharach or Madison or Esmeralda or, or Office Space. Oh. <laughs> I'm just looking at random things around my room and the movie office space was right in front of me. And I'm like, that's a good baby name. Was the hunchback of Notre Dame also near you? Um, it's behind me. I love it. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>